guys, what is up? It is Shuler from the Kill Culture Podcast, and welcome back to Season 1, Episode 8. We are talking about some crazy things today, so I'm very, very excited to dive in and get started. Hey you guys, welcome back to the Kill Culture Podcast. Again, it is your girl Shuler Elliott, the host here on TKC, the Kill Culture. Well, actually no, it's TKCP, <laughs> the Kill Culture Podcast. Welcome back. I don't, I never use that acronym of TKCP, um, but yeah, I guess we could start throwing that in there. But welcome back to the Kill Culture Podcast where we destroy societal norms kill cultures and cancel trends okay guys welcome back i hope you guys had a great thanksgiving a great time with your family just to chill and eat some good food i know i ate some good food played games hung out it was just a great time to refresh to hang out to chill um and yeah it was a good time so i hope you guys had a great uh thanksgiving and we are fully in christmas season like christmas music's playing christmas festivities have started i don't know i gotta be real like i don't know how i felt about it like i don't know i'm I'm usually such a Christmas girly but like this year it was like I don't know before Thanksgiving it was a little hard to get into and now I feel like I'm a little bit more like deck the halls you know and like jingle bells like I feel like I'm more in the spirit now but before Thanksgiving and everyone was posting about it and stuff I was like I was like uh I don't know if I'm feeling Christmas this year but I'm in it I'm in a groove now it's kind of like yo I'm rolling with it it's good so I hope you guys are enjoying the Christmas season so far but yes welcome back to the the what is this called like why did I forget what I was doing for like 2.5 seconds I'm like the 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 <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm very excited about the episode today um, because I feel like it's something that just needs to be discussed. Um, something that maybe we all battle with internally and maybe don't share. So I'm happy that this is such a community where we can just be real and open with each other and, and also have the privacy to be able to say, hey, I'm dealing with some things, but dealing with them kind of between me and God. And this is a space for you to do that, a space for you to connect and get a word from the Lord and kind of dive into what the Bible says about the issues that we talk about. So today, actually, before I tell you what we're talking about, follow us on social media. (laughs) Let me throw that plug out there. Go ahead, follow us on social media. Check us out on Instagram, TikTok. Um, What else are we on? We're kind of on everything. On YouTube, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can check us out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Amazon Music or Google Podcasts. And if you're listening to this on any of those other platforms, you can also watch this um, on YouTube. But yeah, um, you guys, the topic of today is how to get your confidence back. Um, and how to stop feeling insecure. Um, we kind of hit both of those topics, and I this definitely could be a series, so I might make this a series later on, maybe in the new year, but for now, I really just want to kind of touch on how to stop feeling insecure, and, and you know, it's interesting because going into 2024 and kind of gearing up to 2024, it's like you don't have to wait till 2024 to start working on yourself and to start improving yourself and improving your mind and doing things that you want to do. You can start right now. You can start getting ready and prepare for even the new year now and then when Christmas comes enjoy Christmas chill and then get right back started and keep working and grind out so that you don't feel like you're starting from day one in January but you can feel like you're continuing your journey um so you can absolutely do that um that's probably what I'd say I'm doing because I just really want to go into 2024 my best like I really want to just go into 2024 with a clear mind with like my priorities in order feeling good and just chilling and just vibing and ready just to like kick off 
2024 already at this like already not even at the starting block but already just like halfway through the race like I want to just already be going even for gearing up for 2024 I want to start doing some episodes of saying hey let's all get ready together how can we get our minds ready how can we get our priorities in order how can we start building some great habits for 2024 and that's why we're diving into how to get your confidence back and how to stop feeling insecure because new habits can't come in place unless we we get rid of some old habits that are maybe toxic or hurting yourself or hurting other people or preventing you from living your air quotes best life so that is what we're diving in today and and we're really preparing our hearts and our minds and and yeah so I'm very very excited and you might have faced some difficult situations or you might have had something happen in your life or something that was done to you or something that you've done to somebody else or something that you maybe did against yourself or something that just occurred and it maybe rocked your confidence a little bit or it kind of made you feel a little insecure or made you start kind of questioning yourself or questioning your worth or questioning your identity and making you feel less than and 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 that's okay because we've all had moments and situations in our life where we've maybe felt a little insecure or maybe felt a little weak in this area or maybe felt like we didn't measure up or maybe you find yourself in a state of constant comparison or you're comparing yourself to other guys and you're comparing yourself to other girls because you know let's not let's not make it sound like that's just a girl thing having insecurity or comparison because that's just as much a male thing as it is a female thing I don't know why we've gotten in this this habit in this culture of saying that that stuff is just for females and if men if you feel a little insecure or if you find yourself comparing yourself to other men then you're you're feminine and that's just not true so let's eradicate that culture because men and you, your, your emotions and your feelings should be validated just as a woman's emotions and feelings are validated. Um, so you're heard, you're seen, and you're welcome in this platform as well. Um, this isn't just for women. You might be a man and you might be facing some insecurity today. You might be a man and you might be facing some issues with confidence today. And that's okay. You're listening to this podcast and this is the road to take a step forward and to say, hey, I want to be better and I want to get, I want to get over this. So join in, welcome in. Men, you are welcome here on this platform. You're welcome here on this podcast. And yeah, so let's go ahead and jump in, men and women included. But yeah, you might have faced something that has racked your confidence. Maybe it was a comment that someone made or some something someone said or a relationship that made you feel that way. That's okay because that's all a part of life. You're always going to be in a state of being knocked down. You're always going to be in a state of having to get yourself back up. And, you know, we've heard many sayings of saying, even when you're knocked down, uh, the whole point of the battle is just making sure you get back up or you get knocked down, but you don't stay there, stuff like that. So you will get knocked down. But it is true. It's up to you if you want to get back up. But let's break down confidence, okay? Confidence is simply your relationship with yourself. Confidence is the relationship that you've built with yourself. And your confidence doesn't actually have to do with other people. And a lot of people think that like, oh, my confidence is based on whether or not people think I'm pretty or whether or not girls think I have big muscles. And that's what my confidence is based on. It's like, no, no, no. Your confidence is actually based on how you feel about you. Yeah, it doesn't have to do with outside people. It doesn't have to do with outside sources and that's what insecurities are for like yes insecurities have to do with outside people outside sources how someone has made you feel but your confidence is based on how you feel about yourself it is your perception how you view yourself how you feel when you walk into a room how you feel around certain people how you feel around a certain individual um that is what your confidence is 
the truth is, is you don't know what other people are thinking. Could they be judging you? Could they be thinking bad things about you? Yeah, sure. Could they be judging your outfit or judging how you look in that shirt or judging the way you said something? Sure, they could. They Could they be thinking negative things about you? Yeah, they could. But they also could be thinking things that you're not even thinking about. Maybe they're just like, man, I kind of wish I dressed that way. Or man, I, I used to have a shirt like that. They could be thinking something else. So the whole point, I think, is even in this podcast episode or even trying to gain confidence back or how to stop feeling insecure is to simply stop stressing about the thoughts and opinions of other people. What it comes down to is the opinion of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and your opinion of yourself. Oh, that's something I kind of always say to people. It's like, if someone's like, oh, do I kind of feel like I look funny in this dress? You look funny in this outfit? And I'm like, hey, like, I personally think you look great. It looks good in you. I'm gonna shoot it to you straight. But it's all about how you feel in that dress. If you don't feel confident in that outfit, if you don't feel confident in that dress, I could tell you all day that you look good, but you're gonna walk into a room and feel insecure because you're not comfortable in it. You don't feel confident in it. You might look great. Other people might be thinking you look great, but what it comes down to is how you feel about you how you feel about yourself. Anyways, so stop stressing about what everyone else is thinking about, how people are perceiving you, what people are thinking about you, and that's why you can't allow what other people think about you to affect you. You actually have to gain the mental discipline to block out other people's thoughts and their opinions about you. And here's kind of a good rule of thumb. Like, if it's not helpful, if it's not constructive criticism, if it's not from someone you respect, if it's not from someone you know is genuinely trying to help you or push you closer to Christ, and if it's not advice that's pushing you closer to the Lord or helping you in a certain situation, you can kind of discern the difference between a helpful comment and and just a, a nasty comment. If it's not any of those things, the information that the person's giving me, that comment that someone's giving me based on their opinion of me, it's void. I don't care. Why Why would I care if it's not helpful? Why would I care if it's not pushing me in the direction of the cross? Why would I care if it's not constructive criticism? If it isn't here to make me better, then I can hear it, but it's in through one ear, out the other. I heard an interesting quote the other day, and the quote was, never take comments from someone you wouldn't take advice from. If I wouldn't take advice from you, I'm not taking your comments. Yeah, and that, and that might sound harsh, but it's a harsh world. There are things that are going to be attacking you and and trying to lower your self-esteem and lower your confidence and lower your your self-worth. And so you have to be harsh with the information that you allow in your mind. Like my mind is a gate. I have to do everything I can to protect my mind. So I'm not going to allow just any information to come in and enter and allow it to just stir in my mind and manifest there. I'm going to be very protective of it. For me personally, I learned that my confidence simply came from saying I'm going to do me. And I feel like uh, that's kind of a worldly saying where people say, oh, I'm, I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me, boo. I'm going to do my own thing. And I don't mean that in a worldly sense. But what that means is that what you do does not affect what I do. And what you do does not affect how I feel about me. And what you say, it doesn't affect how I feel about Schuler. It doesn't. I don't have to look for approval from other people. I don't have to strive for anything as long as I'm only striving for the approval of Christ, as long as I'm just striving to please him. And my goal, and this is a good goal, I think for everyone to have it, uh, my life didn't really become independent from the opinions of other people until I made my goal to only focus on trying to please my father above all else and to make sure I'm living a life according to his word and not letting myself get affected by other people. And you know, 
that's life. You're going to be affected by other people. You're going to be affected by comments that they've made. That's life. I, I would be lying if I sat here and said, yeah, I did that. And that, that completely made comments and things completely go away from ever affecting me. We're human. But the whole goal is to just continue to try to push ourselves to have a disciplined mind. Otherwise, this world is going to eat you up. If I let every single little thing affect me um, and belittle me, then it's like I wouldn't get anything done. I wouldn't be myself anymore. I would just be eaten up by the world and I'd be constantly looking and searching for the approval of other people. And the Bible even says, do not live for the approval of man. And when I saw that verse, I was like, man, I took that really to heart of saying, okay, I could either let this thing bother me and affect me and bring me down and keep me from doing what God has called me to do, or I can only seek the approval of my father and block out any and every other single distraction that is meant to prohibit me from doing what I was called here to do. I also had to get to the point where I had to ask myself, am I happy with me? Am I happy with Schuler? Am I happy with where I am in life? And if the answer was no, I would ask myself, what can I do to change that? Um, let me change to things that I can change. And there was like a saying my mom always would say to me, she's like, Schuler, change the things that you can change, but pray to God and ask him for help for the things that you cannot change. And I always love that because there are certain things in our life that we have the power to change. We have the power to put an effort and to change these certain things that we don't like, but there are some things in our life that we can't change. And then we need to pray to God and surrender to him and ask him for help and the strength to deal with the things and handle the things that we cannot change. Um, so that's what I had to ask myself. And I was like, am I happy with me? And if I'm not, then what can I do to get myself to that place? And if I am happy with me, what can I do to stay in the state? And what can I do to continue in this mindset of being happy with myself and happy with where I'm at? What it comes down to is that your confidence has to be independent from other people. Otherwise, if it's not independent from other people, you're constantly going to be in a state of manipulation where people can manipulate you and people can make you feel some type of way or people can make you feel insecure or less than. And you never want to give that kind of power and control to people. You never want to give over that power and control over to others where they could have influence over your life or they could have influence over your emotions and how you feel about yourself. So pushing yourself to the point where your actions don't affect me, your comments, they don't penetrate. And I think that is really where you find freedom. And that's where you find freedom in Christ of saying, hey, I'm only going to be searching for the opinion of my Lord and Savior. So it is what it is because I mean, I'm just, I'm rocking with my king he's rocking with me we just gonna keep rocking together so whoever wants to join the train join the train if not then i mean i guess we'll let you off at the next station you know uh that's kind of the vibe it's funny because this this topic of confidence is kind of controversial in terms of christianity it's like well that's like pride and, and pr no it's not actually okay let's let's kill that culture in christianity right now because jesus could not afford to be affected by the opinions of other people jesus could not be affected by by the doubt of other people by the comments that people have made by the statements that people have made to try to make him feel less than. You got literally God walking on earth and you got people saying, you aren't God, you're this, you're that, you're that. And he could not afford to be affected by their opinions because if he was affected by it, he knew that that would prevent him from doing his work as Jesus Christ. And I think that's a great example to us and how we should live. And yes, are there gonna be comments? Yes, are there gonna be people who, who doubt us? Yes, are there gonna be people coming at us? Left and right, of course, because that is life. But he had to get to such a state of mental discipline where those comments didn't keep him from doing the work that God called him to do, where those comments did not keep him from doing exactly what the Lord said to do. Literally, his mind was bulletproof. 
<laughs> it didn't mean he wasn't human because he was fully God, but he was fully man. So he felt all of the emotions that we felt. He had all the same temptations we had, but the only difference between him and us is he could constantly choose his purpose over being affected by the opinions of other people. But yeah, I mean, people were coming at Jesus every every day, every two seconds and questioning if he was really God, questioning if he was the son of man. And there was so much opposition coming from him. People were even saying that Jesus had a demon or that Jesus was using the power of Satan if he was under demonic influence. And imagine being God and having man, someone you could just crush in the snap. Like you don't even have to touch him. You don't have to say a word. You can just think it and it'll happen. Imagine being God and then imagine having people under you say that you got a demon or you're under demonic influence or you're using satanic power. Did he go on and did he cry about it? No, I mean, he didn't. He didn't allow his feelings to consume him. He felt them and he dealt with them. He didn't feel them and let them consume him. But even when people were against him, he had to shake it off. Even when people were saying things about him, he had to shake it off and keep moving. He did that because he knew how important his mission was and he knew how important his life was. Even with the comments and things like that, Jesus never had his identity shaken because he knew who he was and he knew his identity was secure. We should all be working towards having our identity so secure where we hear comments and of course they're gonna hurt a little bit. Like, ow, like that one hurt and that's perfectly okay. But not allowing them to penetrate or throw us off from what we were already doing. So real quick, I wanna look at two definitions of insecurity. The first one is uncertainty or anxiety about oneself lack of confidence, okay? So again, number one is uncertainty or anxiety about oneself, lack of confidence. So look at number one there. You know how we said that, you know, confidence doesn't have to do with other people. It has to do with yourself. That is literally what this definition is saying is it's anxiety about oneself. So it's not about other people. It's not even about how other people made you feel. It's about how secure you are in yourself, how secure you are in your own identity. And the second definition is the state of being open to danger or threat, lack of protection. Okay. I love this one. We're going to read it one more time because it's just it's just so fire, you know? Number two, the state of being open to danger or threat, lack of protection. So I love, okay, I love the first one because it explains kind of the whole theme that confidence has to do with only yourself. But the second one I love because it's saying being open to danger or threat. So when you're in a state of constant insecurity, you're not protected. You are fully open to attack. That's like being out on a battlefield and you put down your gun, you put down your sword, you put down your shield and you just walk out in the middle of the battlefield and you say here I am and you just like with nothing while they're shooting at you that's what it's like you're open to attack and there's three attacks you're open to attack from other people number one attack from the enemy Satan number two and attack from even yourself number three so let's go ahead and dive into number one being open to attack from other people okay when you're in a constant state of insecurity you're setting yourself up to constantly be affected by other people's actions their comments their motives their words their love that they give to you or their lack thereof, the attention they give to you or lack thereof, or even just their opinions about you. But the truth is you're not always going to be accepted by everyone. And I think the sooner you realize it, the better off you are, because then that is when you will become fearlessly bold, fearlessly bold in your life, which ultimately that's what you want. I mean, I want to be fearlessly bold. I was even just praying. I'm reading through first Samuel right now. So I'm kind of diving into David's life and he, David, King David, he was just so bold and he just didn't care. Like, 
like that's what I'm saying like he is that 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 faith that stands defiant he had that defiant faith of being like I don't care what you say I don't care that you're doubting me right now I'm gonna kill Goliath and you're gonna watch me so and because God is on my side like that's the energy David was on and that's the energy I'm trying to channel right now and just be like bro come at me because God is in me and if God is for me then who can stand against me right that is where you become fearlessly bold where the doubts and opinions of other people it doesn't affect my relationship with God and it doesn't affect what God already said about me because that's how secure I am in him and I mean we talked about David a little bit but Esther um go read the story of Esther if you have not read it Esther was a queen um and she was also fearlessly bold like she she did her thing she was bold I encourage everyone to go read it if we're talking about boldness okay but going back to talking about acceptance you don't want to be accepted by everyone and it's like well wait a minute Shirley wait a minute wait a minute yeah I do I kind of want I want to be accepted by everyone I kind of want everyone to like me the truth is not everyone is going to like you and, and here's how you should start saying it I don't want to be accepted by everyone because if I am that means there's nothing that's special about me I'm just generic there is nothing that makes me different from the next person and I want to be different from the next person I don't want to just be like every other girl every other woman every other I don't want to be like everybody else that means I'm not going to be accepted by everyone else and that's perfectly okay because I'm not everyone so I shouldn't be accepted by everyone so that's kind of a perspective switch if you're kind of struggling with acceptance or struggling with rejection um Jesus king of kings lord of lords he was rejected so I think the real question is just what makes you different and Jesus was rejected because he was different and, and because he stood out and because he wasn't their perfect idea of what the son of man should look like and I think that's just a really great even testimony reminder to us of saying it is 100% okay to be different and we should celebrate being different and celebrate having a different mindset and having different abilities because I don't want to be like everyone else I don't want to be accepted by everyone else because then that just means I'm just I'm standard I want to be standard not standard so I'm not going to act standard. Number two. So the second area of attack is you're open to attack from the enemy. The enemy will attack your weak spots. Like I want to make that very, very clear. A lot of people when they join this walk with God and, and they start on their relationship with Christ and they think, oh, like I, I shouldn't be facing any battles. It's like, no, 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 no. You're going to face battles. But the only difference now is that you are fighting with the power of God. And that is a whole game changer. And every single battle is already won because he he went before you. He is fighting alongside you, but he also already gave you victory. So you're fighting a fixed fight that you're going to win and that is in 100% in your favor. So that is why you should join this walk. And, and also, of course, being secure in eternity of knowing I'm going to be spending the rest of my life in heaven with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm not going to be bound by a life of destruction and going to hell after I die. Like, I'm not going to have hell on earth and then have hell not on earth <laughs> after I die. I'm like, bruh, no, thank you. You can keep that. <laughs> But the enemy will attack your weak spots and the enemy knows your weak spots because the enemy has been spending your entire life studying you and, and analyzing you and figuring out what your weak spots are. So the enemy knows your strengths and he also knows your weaknesses. That's why there are some areas you're never even attacked in. And that's why there are some areas where you're attacked in all the time because he's like, yeah, she's strong in that area. Yeah, he's strong in that area. So let me not mess with them in that that way. Like, let me just leave him alone because he's kind of strong in that area, but he's weak in this area. So let's just like demons, like let's just hit them here. Let's just get them there. 
because that's where he's weak. And the whole point of the enemy learning your weaknesses is so that he can destroy you and that he can make you fall because that's his whole purpose. You know, the word says the enemy is here to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He he has made a lifetime career in destruction. He's made a, a lifetime career in, in murder. And that isn't just killing physically. That's trying to kill people mentally and get them to die up here in their head. I'm not giving credit to the enemy, but I am validating his ability to attack the mind. Um, That is real. We said greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You have Jesus Christ, the three, the Trinity on your side. Um, That is, of course, if you have accepted him. And I highly recommend you do that to accept him as Lord and Savior and pray that prayer and join this team where we have power and authority that you didn't have before. The way to beat the enemy at his own game is to get to the answer first and to get to the root of the problem first and get to the root of your insecurity. How do I feel? Why do I feel this way? What caused me to feel this way? And you might be saying, okay, that's great. How do I get to the root of the problem? Well, how do I get to the root of my insecurity? How do I beat the enemy at at his own game? You got to identify the insecurity first. First step is identify. What am I feeling insecure about? What knocked my confidence? And I highly recommend writing this stuff down. If you want to type it in front, you can do that. Um, I like writing stuff down in a journal. Um, it's just a little bit more private that way. I can have some more self-discovery that way. I just like it a little bit better, but it's up to you. But these are even just things that you, you can think about. What am I feeling insecure about? And what exactly knocked my confidence? What was the moment? What was the situation? You know, and then after that, step two is make a list. What exactly are my insecurities? Let me write them down. Let me like visually see them on paper, on my phone. Like what are the things I feel insecure about? And just list them. Even if it sounds dumb, this is only for you. This is not for you to share with other people. Write it down. Is it rejection? Is it body comparison? Inadequacies? Feeling like nothing ever works out for you? Feeling like you'll never get love? Feeling like you'll never get a relationship? Like you'll never reach your goals? And then thirdly, remind yourself of the specific moments where you felt like your confidence was absolutely wrecked. Like those exact situations where you can think back and be like, I remember in this moment, this is the turning point and it made me feel like XYZ. This brought on the insecurity that I've been dealing with. This is how that made me feel. Write those specific situations out. This will be very, very helpful and beneficial to you to just see them and for you to know. And then like ask yourself, what was the emotion that I was feeling in that moment? And why? Why did I feel that way? And it might sound crazy, but I have you doing this because when you do this, you can then see what exactly triggered your emotions and triggered your feelings. And then you can uproot them and then you can cast them out and then you can get rid of them and then you can identify them so that when the enemy does attack you, because he will attack you in this area again, um, because it's where you're weak, then you can know up. I identify that this was a hurt spot of mine. I identify that this is this is a weak spot and I can now be aware of it and I can build defense to it. Because I guarantee you, if you've been attacked there in that specific area before, you will be attacked there in that specific area again. And it will happen over and over and over and over again as long as that's a weak spot, as long as that is a sore spot. Because once Satan identifies a weak spot in your life, in your mind, he will just keep tapping and keep hitting that weak spot until you fall because that is his ultimate goal. But if you know your own weaknesses, if you know your weak spots, you can then build defense to it, which will then make you stronger and healthier moving forward. If you know where the enemy is going to attack already before he even attacks, you can already be prepared. You can already be building up resistance to it. You can already be strengthening that area. You can already identify, hey, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel this weak? And then the enemy's like, dang, 
that trick didn't work. Dang, I try to attack her. Dang, I try to make her feel insecure. Dang, I try to make him feel insecure. Dang, I, I had this guy cheat on her so that she would feel insecure. I had this boy tell her this so she would feel insecure. I would have this girl make him feel less than as a man because then he'd be insecure. But if you already know the areas that the enemy's gonna attack, you can get to that area first and you can strengthen it so that when the enemy does attack you in that area, you won't fall because you've already built up strength and resistance and defense in that area. So if you already know yourself and you know the battle and you know your weak spots, that's like 75, 80% of the battle. But if you don't know yourself and you never learn and never study your weak spots, then you are just setting yourself up for multiple sucker punches just left and right and left and right because you're letting the enemy know you better than you know yourself. And you should never allow the enemy to know you better than you know yourself. He should not know your strengths and your weaknesses while you're left clueless. I don't know what my strengths and weaknesses are, but he does. Like, I'm not gonna let the enemy know me better than I know myself. Like, I'm not gonna let the enemy know my weaknesses and then try to attack my weaknesses and I'm just clueless and I have no idea what my weaknesses are. Identify them and that's why that list is so important of making that list of identifying what are the areas that I'm weak, what are the areas that I'm struggling with, what are the areas that I feel weak in because I, I know that these are the areas that the enemy's gonna attack but I mean I don't want anyone to fear with the attacks because in Isaiah 54 17 it says no weapon formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that rises against me in judgment I condemn so no weapon that's a weapon and it will be formed sure is a weapon going to be formed at me is this comment right in my weak spot is it going to affect me a little bit is it going to sting a little bit when and when it's shot yes but it won't prosper meaning it won't take me down and it won't take me out and when you identify your weaknesses in those situations in those moments you can heal yourself and you can uproot those feelings and those emotions and then you can tear them down with the truth so you have to identify and find the lie and then cancel them out with the truth if the enemy says that I'm rejected, that I'll never be accepted, then I can cancel those lies out with the truth because I know that I am not rejected, but that I am chosen. So that's why getting into the word is so important and really just reading the Bible for yourself and, and identifying what are my weak spots so that you can literally cancel those weak spots out with the truth. I'm not rejected. I am chosen. I am chosen by God. And then I can secure that truth with I know that he's for me and he is not against me and I know that my father has good plans for me and for my life. If I know the truth, if I know that I'm secure in the truth of God's word, then the lies of the enemy become completely irrelevant. The lies that other people have spoken about me and spoken over me become completely irrelevant. The way that I felt in the past with past situations or past moments that hurt, those moments become completely irrelevant because I know who I am in Christ and I know who he created me to be. Deuteronomy 14 2 says for you are a people holy to the Lord your God and the Lord has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth you're a chosen and that's just an example if I feel rejected I'm gonna match myself with a verse that says I am chosen so that the moment I feel that way it's like that is actually not true because this is what the Lord has already spoken about me this is what the Lord has spoken over my life and I'm coming into agreement with the truth that the Lord has spoken about me versus coming into agreement with the lie that the enemy is trying to influence me with and it really is hard because when you are faced with a lie from the enemy, you're faced with the temptation to believe that lie. And it's a temptation to come in agreement and say, yes, okay, if the, if the enemy is saying I'm rejected and whispering that in my ear and making me feel that way, it's easy and it's a temptation to say, you're right. 
I am rejected. No one will ever love me. No one will ever like me. I'll never get the relationship I want. I'll never do this. I'll never be successful. I'll never graduate. I'll never do all of these different things. So it is a temptation to believe the lies that have been spoken over you, but that's where your willpower comes in of saying, I refuse to come into agreement with that thought. I refuse to come into agreement with that lie because I already know the truth. It is just up to me to believe the truth or side with the lie. It is up to me to pick a side. But we know in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. So let's pause there. No temptation has overtaken you, meaning no temptation has taken you out and you have not faced a temptation that other people have not faced, that other people have not gone through, that other people have not conquered, that Jesus himself has not faced and conquered. Let's continue on. But God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. So right there, it's saying God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can handle. Your temptation is at the level of your ability to handle that temptation, meaning he's never going to give you anything more than you can handle. So if you're just like, I can't handle this, it's like, actually, if you're facing it, that means you can handle it because God is not going to put you in a battle that you're not already set up to win. Continuing on in the verse, but with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So all of these temptations are set up for you to win. All of these temptations that you're facing in your life, that you're facing these hardships, these battles that you're going through, these insecurities and these doubts, you are set up in the situation to win. Jesus Christ has not put you in any battle that you have not already won, that you do not have the ability to win. So he sets up a way out of that temptation every single time. But what it comes down to is your willpower to take the way out, to take the way out to conquer the temptation, to take the way out to conquer the mental battle that you're facing. So we all have insecurities and we all have fears and we all have things that we face that have made us feel insecure that have hurt us in the past but we make the choice to allow those thoughts and those insecurities to control us and to control our minds to control our actions to control what we do and how we feel about ourselves and don't be discouraged with dealing with insecurity because dealing with insecurity is step one to conquering insecurity everyone is on that journey we've all had little things that have made us insecure Uh, I mean, it doesn't mean, oh, I'm an insecure person. I'm not saying you're an insecure person, but every single person has insecurities, things that have made them feel insecure in specific moments. So now we move on to number three. Insecurity makes you open to attack from even yourself. Until you deal with insecurity, your mind will always be an inescapable war zone. When you are dealing and facing insecurity, you're always coming against yourself. And and it's a war zone in your mind because you always have these thoughts that are against you. Like, it's the thought of your mind but all of the thoughts are against you you're rejected they'll never love you you'll never have friends you'll never have a relationship you'll never feel attractive you'll never feel confident in a room like they don't even see you they don't even hear you they don't even listen to you they don't even like you they don't like spending time with you there are all of these thoughts that come into your mind and they always come against you it's easier to flow with the thoughts that come against yourself why is that because when you're insecure you're opening yourself to attack from yourself you become your own worst enemy because of your mind. And we know that Satan is the source of that. 
Satan has trained you to be your own worst enemy. He put you versus you. He made you your own worst enemy in your life. And it's because you keep repeating the lies that he says about you back to yourself. And that's his whole goal. It's like a game for him. It's a sick game, but it's a game to him. I feel like if you are experiencing heavy insecurity in this season, invite God in to heal you. Chase your father. I remember, you know, there was a time, this was a really long time ago, where I was just like hurt. Like I was just walking in hurt feelings. I was just walking in a broken heart. Like I was just hurt. And I remember one verse that really just kept me going was he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That's a promise from God is he heals the brokenhearted and he will bind up your wounds. And that was just a verse I just held on to and, and kept like, you know, meditating on and thinking about. I'm like, he he's going to heal my heart. He's going to bind up my wounds. He's going to heal my heart. He's going to bind up my wounds, you know. And in the moment, it, it can be hard to kind of hold on to that. But I even thought about it today during my prayer time and I was like, man, God is a promise keeper. It just came to mind and the Lord just reminded me like, hey, I'm a promise keeper. And I told you then that I would heal your broken heart and I would bind up your wounds. And I did that. And it was just so clear. And I was just like, Lord, you're so good because it's true. Like he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. I can honestly say from being in that position and being in that place. And if you're in that position and you're in that place today where you feel like you're facing a broken heart, you feel like you have some open wounds, he will heal the broken heart right now in your life and he will bind up your wounds. I just want to encourage you to chase God in this season because I was there. I was there and use this time to really stick to God like glue because he is for you. He is not against you. He has good plans in your life. He has good plans for you, but he's like, just come to me and, and, and let me lead you. Let me guide you. Let me heal you so that you can be prepared for the next thing in your life and so that you can live a full and happy life. So if you're facing, you know, insecurity or heartbreak or anything like that today, invite God in to heal you. Chase God. Open up your words. Start building a relationship with God. Put on your worship music. Get into the word. Start praying to God and just develop a relationship with him and watch the work that he does in your life. Your mind will only be at peace when you pray to God for healing in that area of your life. If you're looking for a relationship to heal you, to bring you happiness, if you're looking for a specific person to heal you, to bring you happiness, that's an empty pursuit. Because those things, those people, a substance, drinking me like, I'm just gonna drink my problems away. I'm just gonna get high one more time just to numb the pain, to numb how I'm feeling, to ignore my problems. They're empty pursuits because actually they only make the matter worse because there is only one person, one thing that can heal you and that is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Christ and and that is his healing power so if you're feeling like you're struggling in a certain area pray and ask God for healing in that area specifically and is that gonna all of a sudden make your insecurities go away no but that is how you build up a defense to your insecurities so that when they're attacked again you're not even affected you don't even feel it because God has healed you in that area you guys this episode is so long <laughs> I'm splitting it up into two parts so this is how to get your confidence back how to defeat insecurity part one part two is going to be coming out in one week so thank you for joining in on the kill culture podcast make sure you follow us on social media tune in next week because next week we have a lot of things to cover we have a lot of really great points and things like that that are going to help you guys defeat uh insecurity and get your confidence back so make sure you tune in i cannot wait to see you guys next week on the kill culture podcast and yeah go ahead feel free to check out any other episodes that you have not seen yet tap in lock in and again join us next week for our next episode part two of how to get your confidence back and how to defeat insecurity bye